keynote speaker for this year's Stroke Society Australasia, Professor Carolyn Watkins, spoke to Managing Editor of the International Journal of Stroke about workforce development, the key to high-quality stroke care. Professor Watkins is the Professor of Stroke and Older People's Care, School of Health, University of Central Lancashire, Preston, UK. When you explore um, interventions that have made a difference to um, stroke care, uh, the majority of the interventions are really uh, around workforce development. And so um, I will go through a variety of studies that have uh, used improvements in the workforce uh, um, to actually improve outcomes in stroke patients. Um, and then I'm going to go on and question then what people understand by stroke specialists because to some extent all these interventions require staff to be stroke specialists um, and want to just question whether we really know what that means. Um, so it's just because people would say stroke specialist um, but for most of the, most professions there isn't a clear um, training pathway, uh, nor a clear education pathway in terms of stroke specialist topics. Um, and so we had identified that when developing the national stroke strategy, we had this key phrase that we said that, that you know, staff working in stroke services should have the knowledge, uh, skills and experience to deliver acute stroke care. But nobody really knew what that meant. Um, how do you how do you know that? How do you know that the person in front of you has stroke specialist skills? So what we did was we agreed that what we really needed to do was to define um, what we thought people should know and what skills they should have. Um, and so in a way, that's what I'll be telling people about. We've developed an education framework that details for each of the different parts of the stroke pathway, what knowledge and understanding is required and what skills and abilities are needed. So we did that across the whole pathway from prevention through to long-term care. Um, we didn't initially define levels of knowledge or who needed to know what um, because we thought that was a secondary thing. Um, but since then, we have gone on to start defining role profiles for different types of staff dependent on their role and the place in which they work on the strip pathway. Um, so what we've been doing now then is defining for each of the different types of staff um, that work along the stroke pathway, whether they're stroke specific staff, so like stroke specialist nurses or stroke consultants or physios that work on a stroke unit, or whether they're stroke relevant staff, so people like um, general practitioners in the community um, or ambulance personnel. We've been defining uh, what level of knowledge on each aspect of the education framework that people should know um, and in how much detail. Um, and the other thing that we've done then is also we've been asking people who provide courses um, to use the education framework in designing their courses 
and also the role profiles when they're thinking about who they're aiming the course at and what level they should be covering within the courses. So what we've developed allows you to compare um, what people know with what they need to know and then also to be able to determine then which would be the course that would help um, fix any gap in knowledge. So it's a whole system really um, and we hope that as time goes by more and more courses will get um, go through the system um, and that all those things will, are available then on a website where people can access them. Um, and this in itself was, will allow us to then more clearly define what a stroke specialist person is or what stroke specialist knowledge somebody needs to have to deliver the right care to a patient in front of them. Done any economic modelling to see how that would work? Not particularly um, because it's really quite a difficult thing to model. Um, we didn't want to start being prescriptive about the sort of courses that people should do exactly, um, but to allow people to get credit for different types of courses. So you may have hospitals where they have in-house training, and if they um, submit their course to be um, evaluated by the, the UK Stroke Forum endorsement team, um, then that will allow that course, even though it's only provided within a small locality, um, to be recognised then as part of somebody's training pathway. So the idea in the future then is to get a training passport for people. So in a way it's about getting credit for more established university courses, in-house training, conference attendance, training days, those sorts of things. So actually doing economic modelling for that um, would be difficult, I guess. But I think what it does allow is for people to be able to more clearly understand what training is worthwhile um, for investment um, of staff time and in terms of paying course fees. Because I think a lot of the time people go on courses or attend conferences or go to training days and they themselves or their managers don't necessarily know that those people will actually learn anything from that day so that it will enhance their skills. Um, and it happens a lot that you go to things and you just think, well, I didn't learn anything there because what you saw from just a few headings on the page wasn't enough to tell you uh, the detail of what was going on in those sessions or that course or that module or whatever. So this would allow you to make a better, more informed choice about engagement in training and education opportunities. And how did you identify a need that the workforce development needed to be addressed and that the, the term specialist needed to be identified? Um, I think the need came from when we were trying to write the workforce section of the National Stroke Strategy um, and people could come up with this broad statement, people should have the knowledge, you know, uh, knowledge, skills and experience. But nobody had a way of defining what that was. And it was that impetus, and this was a, a, 
multidisciplinary, a series of multidisciplinary groups, really, um, from across the UK, who were all talking with each other and saying, well, how do you? Well, we don't have anything right now. And so it came out of all the workforce groups um, and all the workforce sections of each task group that were looking at acute stroke care, rehabilitation, prevention, long-term care, and they all agreed that really we needed some sort of workforce strategy um, and the starting point uh, needed to be this education framework. You have been listening to an IJS SSA collaboration. The International Journal of Stroke is the flagship publication of the World Stroke Organisation. Please consider becoming a member.